Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, well, a little bit of news. We talked a lot of quarterbacks on Wednesday's show. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, the Steelers not only signed Mason Rudolph to a one-year contract, they give Mitch Trubisky uh, essentially a, a new deal. Uh, he's now signed through the uh, what the 2025 season as the Steelers' backup quarterback. Gets a, a two-year extension on his current deal, which lowers the cap number for this year, uh, but also makes sure that they they have a uh, the quarterback room pretty much in place now for the next yep. few years. And um, uh, again, uh, much like when we talked about Mason Rudolph. There's no downside with this. Right. And I find it amazing. Like, I keep thinking, boy, pretty soon we're not going to have anything to talk about. You know, like, it's going to be <laughs> quiet. And then, you know, there's releases, there's signings, there's additions. Now there's a little more cap space. Is more things going to come because of this? Who knows? You know, I mean, like, but what it tells me is they like these three. You know, they enjoyed working with them last year. They see progress. I, I commented this on another outlet and said, I think it's not crazy to say that all three of these quarterbacks, best football still might be ahead of them. You know, I mean, I don't think any of their book is written yet. And you and I went through that exercise Wednesday, I guess it was, just talking about quarterback depth. And they're as good as anyone in the league right now in that department. And that's really important in today's NFL. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at the quarterback room, not only do they have depth, they've got upside potential. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they've got the young guy in place, and it just so happens that their young guy is their starter. Right, right, right. Just nice. Unlike some other teams where they okay, they got the starter in place and they drafted one with some upside. They know who their starter is, and the starter is the guy who is the young guy with upside. They've mm -hmm. also got experience on the bench. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if something so were to happen to Pickett, yeah, you know, if Pickett were to falter or Pickett were to get hurt, they've got guys waiting in the wings who who as Mike Tomlin likes they've been there done that kind of guys it's a great situation yeah and in addition to everything you just said which was spot on it's very financially feasible you know and you're well, not that's the other part of this Matt so if, you know? if you look at this two-year extension through the 2025 season that gives them Mitch Trubisky at a, a reasonable price mm -hmm. until they have to start paying Pickett yeah, right, right. That's not an accident. Right. You they know, did this. Have those overlap. Right, yeah. right. They did this with that in mind. Like, okay, we we like Trubisky. Obviously, Mitch likes being here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we'll that make sure. takeaway, Dale. Is I, I got the, you hear some people saying, oh, Rudolph wouldn't return to this team. They did him wrong. Or <laughs> Mitch feels like, you know, well, he, he wouldn't want to stick around. He, he thinks he should be the starter. Like, 
I think they're pretty happy. I think they want to be Steelers. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it speaks to the the locker room culture that they have here. Um, I think it speaks to, you know, Mike Tomlin got a a bad rap with with some of the guys. Uh, for example, Melvin Ingram um, right, right. has his situation, and everybody says, "Why? Why didn't Mike? You know, why didn't Mike Tomlin nip that in the bud?" Here's what you don't know in that situation: What was his agent telling him? When he signed that contract, right, 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 hey, right. you're going to go in there and you're going to have a chance to start. That may have never been the case. The case, I'm sure it wasn't because right. they liked Alex Highsmith. Um, but you don't know what the agents telling these guys, right? Or the, maybe Ingram just selectively hears things. You know, maybe the agent tells them, "Well, this might be a spot where you can maybe start." Oh, I'm I'm the starter. You know, yeah, I'm the yeah, right. But because yeah, a lot of times, anyway, yeah, I, agents I, will tell their clients what they want them to, to think based on where they want them to sign with, you know, maybe they have the, it's the most money involved. Mm-hmm. Well, just go, go there because you're going to have, you know, they're going to, I'll make an extra hundred thousand right, dollars right. if you sign here. And sure. oh, but yeah, you, you could start there. Yeah, absolutely. You could start there. <laughs> but the reality is I think that quarterback room is happy. They want to be here. I'm sure, including Rudolph, had other options. I mean, other teams talked to him, and, you know, I'm sure the Steelers kept in touch. I'm sure they've talked about this with Trubisky for a while. And, frankly, you and I have been saying for two months that they could always just tack a year on. I didn't see him tacking two years on, but you could tack a year on. You know, everyone was talking about, are they going to cut Trubisky? And I think you came up with it before I did was – the smarter move is to extend them, <laughs> you know, if right. you really cap space That was before free agency even opened. You know, if you're hurting for cap space, keep them and extend them. Well, now you kind of did both. Yeah. And I, you know, I was listening uh, to, to NFL, uh, serious NFL yesterday and Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin were, were talking about this and Jim, Jim Miller lives in Chicago. He played for the bears. Yeah. He, he, he's still tied in with that team. And, and he was like, I don't know why Mitch, Mitch Trubisky would want to do this. You know, doesn't he want to go somewhere else and, and try to be a starter? You know, so maybe he high opinion of Trubisky is where you're going with that, right? Yeah, I mean, he has yeah. a high high opinion of him. And, and it, it, you know, the thing the thing about it is, Mitch Trubisky grew up just south of Cleveland. Yeah, right, right, right. He's this he's pretty cool. close to home right now. Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky's wife last year had their had their first baby. Okay. I mean, people forget these guys are human beings. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is close to home. Maybe grandparents are moving here, or who knows? You know, what I and, mean? and you know, you you look at, for example, you look at saw, see what happened with Geno Smith last year. Geno Smith's thirty two years old and had hadn't gotten a chance to be a starter in the last ten years. And his career was worse than Trubisky's before last year, without question. Oh, absolutely. Trubisky <laughs> is a far better. Trubisky's right. been in a Pro Bowl. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know. Not that that means anything, but he led it. He led the Bears to a thirteen and three record the one year, right? And I don't think this is in the cards. But what if Geno Smith gets hurt? Seattle might call you for one of your guys too. You know, like it's never a bad idea to have three good quarterbacks in the building. Is my point? Yeah, and I, I hear people talking about you know the Rudolph signing. Like, oh, that's if if Rudolph has to play, they're screwed anyways. Are they? I don't know. Who they are because they I mean, they he's, he's five four and one as a starter. And I might add that a couple of those starts were with the JV team. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, I think you can win <laughs> games with all three of these guys. 
Yeah, and, you could figure. I mean, they did. They've done it in the past. They've won games with these guys. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, I I think their best football could be is possibly ahead of all three. And I say that full well knowing I think Kenny's is. You know, the Pickett's yeah. best best is in front of them. But I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. And one year ago, if you asked me about Mac Jones, I would say. He's the one rookie that's out of the woods. He's a starter. I, yeah. I know that about him, and now I don't. Now, well, there. I mean, there's some caveats there, and we talked about oh, those. I mean, no that, that that was again Belichick's hubris. Uh, I'm going to go yeah. into this season. He doesn't need an offensive coordinator. I'm just going to make. I'm going to make my my defensive line coach. He's going right. to be the. He, right. he, he's going to be the offensive coordinator because he's been a head coach before. He's really oh. smart. He, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that didn't work out. Right. 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 Yeah, I'm not so, even blaming Mac Jones. My point is just. Don't birds in the hand don't really exist in the NFL. I think Kenny's going to be really good, but likewise, yeah. Likewise, though, like if and I, I did this uh, for a five for Friday. I don't know three months ago. Mm-hmm. If you look back at Josh Allen's career, right, and how it went, like nobody was talking about Brian Dayball as a head coaching candidate in his after his first season no. as the as the Bills. Offensive coordinator, they averaged 16 points per game. Yeah, Allen was bad. The next year, they averaged about 19 points per game, and then they made that that jump in year three, and then all of a sudden, Brian Dable is a genius. I think that's when they traded for Diggs, and oh, by the way, Allen did get a lot better. You know, I mean, yeah, better well, and and maybe those two things go hand in hand. No doubt, no doubt. He had oh look, I got, I got a number one receiver. I'm just going to throw the ball to him all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that doesn't take a, a lot of you know thinking there. So, you know, guys make these quarterback these quarterback ascensions aren't linear. I mean, they're yeah. three steps backwards, five steps back up. You know, I mean, it's choppy. I mean, there's rough waters ahead for Pickett. Yeah, you just hope that you know it, it's not super rough. And I think that's why when you look at the Steelers' offense, what they've done um, is really smart. They're oh, not putting they're not putting everything on Pickett's plate. Exactly. I, they're going to say, "Hey, we're going to come out and we're going to we're going to be we want to be able to run the football, and we're going to exactly. get better. We're going to get better up front, and we're going to run the football better and take take some of the pressure off of our young quarterback." It's the same exact thing that they did with Ben Roethlisberger early in his career. No, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Right? Like I mean, they didn't put it all on Ben's plate his first few years. Mm-mm. There were times when they said, "Okay, Ben, go cut it loose." Yeah, and he was able to do that. But by and large, they wanted to run the football and play defense. Mm-hmm. And that's not an outdated philosophy. I, I think that that translates. And I've been meaning to talk to you about this, and I, I wish I knew where I stole it from, to be honest, because I didn't come up with this idea, and I listened to a million podcasts. But when you have a run game, I heard I forget who was describing it this way. Your offense has a very nice floor if you have a run game. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the jump-off point. And you, you really want your run game. I, I mean, trust me, I harp on this more than anything. You need big plays. You need explosives. Steelers need to generate ex- explosives. But explo- it, it, generating explosives in the run game is a little not as sticky year to year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. it, it, someone's got to get free and, you know, you got to bust a long one. Really, what you want from your run game is efficiency. And then you have a floor as an entire offense. And I think that might already be in place before the yeah. off-season additions. You know they, did, I mean? they did that in the second half of last season. 
Their right. floor was pretty darn good with that run game. Now yeah, there were some there were some circumstances that held the offense back a little bit in the second half, what mostly weather related. If you think about they averaged 21 points per game over their last nine games. If they had done that for the season, they would have it would have been 20th in the league in offense. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this either. And I don't think pro football focus is gospel, but they had a breakout player for every team in the league. You know, who do they expect to take the biggest leap? And to their credit, they went third safeties, you know, guards that had 300 snaps last year that might be starters this year. So they didn't just take the low hanging fruit, right? but they took Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. And I think we've ranked, mentioned this before, but I just want to read like two sentences that they wrote is okay. Pickett 75.5 overall grade for the whole year, ranked 18th amongst quarterbacks. And he was second best, and he, or no, I'm sorry, and he was amongst the best at the position during the last seven weeks of the season. In fact, he earned the second highest PFF passing grade during those seven weeks behind only Joe Burrow and was second in big-time throw percentage and also posted the lowest turnover-worthy play percentage. So he was second in big-time throws, first in turnover-worthy plays, and second in their grading scale over the last seven weeks. That's pretty good. I mean, the names mentioned here are Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that's why, you know, when people talk about the Steelers, and I think they're they're classically underrated going into this season, like people, I, you know, well, can, Penny, can Kenny Pickett take the next step? Can Kenny Pickett do this? Can Kenny Pickett do that? And then they want to say, well, he threw seven touchdown passes and nine interceptions in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're just looking at the stats. They didn't watch him play. Yeah, don't grab his football card and look at the back of it and be like, ah, he's not good. You know, that's that's basically what you're doing. He did everything that they asked him to do in the second half of last year. They didn't put a lot on his plate. They didn't want him going out there and throwing the football 45 times a game. Mm-hmm. They did that early in when he first started because they're playing Buffalo. They're playing Philadelphia. Yeah. You're playing some of those teams. They needed to to go out there and be, you know, they got behind early. And and I forget how you just phrased it, but you said something about can Pickett take the next step? Well, he took a huge step during the bye. You know, absolutely. I mean, and, those were two different players. Yeah. And, and so if you make those again, if you go into this season and you say, Kenny, we don't need you to be Superman out there. We don't need you to be 2015 Ben Roethlisberger. What we need from you is that is to get us in and out of good plays, which he should be much better at this year. I would I would assume he's he's got more experience under his belt. They'll give him a little more leeway to do that kind of stuff, and also make five big big time throws for us a game. That's what I was saying. Like if if he's second, which he won't be second again in quote big time throws, which isn't gospel. I mean that's sort of a subjective term, but if you're high in that neighborhood. You're making big plays too. I mean, you're not just not handing the ball off and scrambling here and there and throwing screens. I mean, you're making big time quarterback plays. And what more can you ask for? Right. That's exactly what you want out of your quarterback. That's what the Steelers wanted from Ben Roethlisberger, essentially his first three or four years in the league. That's what he did. That's what he wanted. He got the tag of game manager. Well, he didn't, he wasn't a game manager. Like, People look at the his his Super Bowl in two thousand and five. 
he was nine for 21 or whatever it was. It, yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he didn't play well, but he made a couple big time throws. It's funny because I, I don't know what the deal is lately, but on NFL Network, there's been so much Steeler stuff. And they showed that entire game. And I, I watched every play of it within the last four days or whatever. And thought the same thing. I'm like, man, I hardly even recognize that Ben. He looks lost at times. But there were five or six that yeah. were okay. I mean, there he's, was a difference in the game. He's one of like three guys on the planet that could make that play. Right, right, right. And if you, if you think about that run through the playoffs that year, they came out throwing in the playoffs to be able to run later. So you, you have a better memory than I do, and we're closer to the team. He played better in the playoffs than he did the Super Bowl. Oh, right? easily. Like his yeah, game, yeah. he was they, a big time guy. Yeah. He tore he tore the uh the Denver Broncos apart in that AFC championship. Okay. He had yeah, three, yeah. I think he had three touchdown passes in the first half. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. then they just took the air out of the ball because they knew Denver wasn't going to score. And oh, by and the so, way, Seattle was good. They were a Super Bowl team. You know, yeah, Seattle was a, a good I mean, oh, by the way, they beat the Colts the week before that because Ben came out throwing the football. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they beat they they came back. The, the Bengals were up on them in that game. People forget that yeah. Carson Palmer hit, hit Chris Henry down the sideline for a long touchdown, and Steelers. I think if I remember correctly, they might have been down two scores. And so, I mean, ben, the stuff was showing up then yeah. already, but it's already showing up with Kenny. I mean, a lot of the clutch plays he made in the second half of the year, without putting the ball in harm's way, are really encouraging. Absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing. That you can't, there's no measurement for that. No, no, no. Right. There's no all. Oh, look, this, you know, there's, there's no, uh, this guy makes plays in a clutch statistic other mm-hmm. than, you know, game winning drives and fourth quarter comebacks and things of that nature. And those are, those can be subjective as well. They like can you, be. The, you know, your defense picks one off and, and returns it to the five yard line and you hand it off twice, and it goes in for a touchdown, and the quarterback gets a credit for a, a, you know, a yeah. game-winning drive and a fourth-quarter comeback. He didn't do anything. Or your kickoff returner has a nice return, and you complete a pass, and then you hand it to Bettis, and then Boswell comes out and kicks a field goal. It's like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you're on your own five, and you elway it down the field like a stud, too. Yeah, you know? that's what we saw from Pickett. Those situations he was in last year, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He took the team down the field. We saw that early in Ben Roethlisberger's career that he was able to do that and take the team down the field. That's that clutch gene. Not everybody has that. No, right, right. I mean, I don't think his his heart races or the moment doesn't feel too big for him. Those type of things. He's and sometimes so- it 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 narrows their focus. Even they yeah, get yeah. they get better in those situations. Better in those situations. Laser focused. You know, Montana's and those type of dudes. Yeah, that that those are the guys that that you know become the legends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look at Drew Brees' career. What he played twenty years in a league or whatever it was. I mean, he, he was the all-time yeah. leader. But when you look at the fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives and that kind of stuff, he wasn't up there with the Brady's no. and the Roethlisberger's and the Mannings. No, he played. He played as many, if not more, games than those guys. I mean, I adore Aaron Rodgers, but. That's his one blemish too. That's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not up in, among right. those those leaders in that. You know. So some I guys. Hope, I hope people don't take this conversation as Kenny's the next Breeze Rock. No, that's not what we're saying you know, at all. And <laughs> you know, but he does have some. He does have some traits. He does. And again, you. I mean, the only chance this team has is if Kenny takes a big step forward. I've already seen him take a step forward. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that have been drafted in the last five years. 
that didn't already take a step forward to the size that he did. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, did you see what uh, Jason Kelsey had to say about Isaac Samalo? No, but I bet it's high, high praise. Uh, it's extremely high praise. Let me let me get the exact quotes here for you, Matt. I, I added it into I my file. Again, I haven't seen it. I what what I didn't know about Salamalo until I really started digging into him after the signing was his football intelligence is like rare. Well, and that's that's exactly what, what okay. he's talking about here. If he's not shoulder to shoulder with a Hall of Fame center, he's probably in charge of every other line calls in the league except for the Eagles. You know what I mean? He said, "I think he's one of the best guards in the NFL, and I think he has been." Um, I think he, he's one of the most consistent players I've ever been around. One of the most consistent people I've ever been around. So we're not going to replace Isaac. He said, Isaac is a really, really special player. I know we've said that for a long time and I still don't people, I still don't think people really have a true grasp of what he did for our room. And me personally, I think he's probably the smartest player I've ever been around. Really, really gifted physically, mentally across the board. So I think the Steelers are getting a steal. That's a good pun, I guess. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who's a potential Hall of Fame center. Oh, he's going, yeah. Yeah, who is the best center of this generation. Yeah. And I'm sure they're friends, you know, I mean, but he doesn't have to say all that. No, you know, he doesn't have to say that. Guy's not his teammate anymore. Right, right, right. And he's, and he, oh, by the way, you know, in these kind of situations, I think fans get upset a lot of times when, for example, Juju Smith-Schuster goes to Kansas City and says, oh, this is the best offense I've ever been in. I've learned so much. And then he goes to New England and says, oh, this, this situation is so great. Like Crosby, Stills, and Nash said, you love the one you're with. Yeah, yeah. You don't right. go in there and trash the new, oh, this this stinks. This is awful. I, I, you know, we did this better in Pittsburgh. You don't say that. You don't, you don't say that. By the same you're... token, right. if, you're Travis, if, you're, if you're Jason Kelsey and you're going to be lining up with a new guy next to you, yeah, you say, oh, well, he, you know, yeah, we really liked Isaac Samalu, but we got this guy, and he's going to be just as good. Yeah, oh, Beef Jurgens has been here for a year. He's ready <laughs> yeah. to step right in. You know, right, exactly. And we drafted Tyler Steen. He could be a really good guard or tackle for us. Well, we won't miss a beat. We're fine. We, we should have the best line in the league. That's not I mean, what he said. No, he, he said, no, we're going to miss this guy. <laughs> yeah, and by no means am I giving Mason Cole a tough time. He's a center. But I guarantee you Solomalu could be a star center, too. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind he could do any of those. And frankly, I'm sure I even said this on the show. Before that signing in the heat of free agency, I probably said, well, they're done on the interior line. And I was shocked when that one came across. Steelers signed Solomalu. He's a big ticket item. And they got him a nice price. And I thought, man, that's almost an embarrassment of interior riches. But then you start looking at him, I'm like, why wouldn't you? I mean, this guy's maybe their best line. He's a clear upgrade. Yeah. Of what they had. So, yeah. So I think they, they should be able to run the football much more consistently. Mm-hmm. They should be able to pr- protect Kenny Pickett much more consistently. And if they're able to do those things, this offense should take off. Um, again, I, 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 I'm not going to say they're going to, you know, nobody, again, nobody in the league last year averaged 30 points per game. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that again. Nobody in the league averaged 30 points per game. Nobody in the league averaged 29 points per game last year. Scoring is down. Yeah. Scoring is down. So if you could get that scoring average up from the 18 uh, that they averaged last year, if you can get it up into that 23, 24 points per game range, Mm -hmm. they should win a lot of football games. Yeah. And you said this well the other day. I bet Boswell has a better percentage of putting it through the uprights. And I absolutely bet the offense, specifically Pickett, 
will be better in the red zone. And not only that, but I mean, a lot of times they would get down in the red zone, holding penalty, false mm-hmm. start, things of that nature that just kind of because they led the league last year in 10 plus play drives. Yeah, right. It was right. the Steelers yeah. and the Chiefs. Yep, yep, yep. Well, the Steelers and the Chiefs. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like right, they right. were they were stringing successful plays together, you know, to to the point where they're getting these 10 play drives. A lot of times they just didn't finish them because they get to a play 11 or 12 and there again, there'd be a holding penalty, there'd be a false start. Settle for field goal. Pat Mahomes right. overcomes some of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. You know? So, you know, if they if they continue doing that, but they don't have the holding penalties or they don't have the false starts. And that was one, that's one of the big problems that they have with Kevin Dotson. That's what I was going to say is Kevin Dotson and more are guys you can win with, especially Dotson. But I do think some of the inconsistencies on the left side of the line, especially at left guard, were costly in a timely manner. Those two combined for 20 penalties last year. Yeah. Yeah, the offensive line as a whole, I think, if I remember correctly, had 26 penalties, and those two had 20 of them. They had 20 of them. Yeah. Again, I mean, that's it's no it's no accident that they that they've decided, hey, we're going to try to replace these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And even speaking of the line, I'm going to say this earlier. Looking at their starting five last year, they exceeded my expectations, and it ended up being a good line, not just a serviceable line. But I still thought when you graded each player. Daniels was the only one I would say that's an above average NFL starter or, you know, you know, the other ones were average below. None of them were terrible, but now I think you have two above average guards and potentially a a well above average left tackle. We'll see how that, I mean, rookies are going to struggle, but I mean, you have the potential to have three fifths of your line as above average starters. Yeah. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, did you know that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere on your smart speaker? All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. We're going to talk more quarterback stuff here when we come back. Uh, NFL.com broke down the best quarterback or the best divisions by quarterback. Hmm, okay. and you might be surprised where the AFC North comes in. We'll talk about that when we come back right after this on The Drive. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 